Welcome to the Triple V Podcast. Welcome to the 26th of June, 2022 Town Hall. For those on our streaming services, this podcast is split into two parts. For a seamless experience, please cue the second part of this podcast. All right, Tony, should we get started? Yes, sir, let's do it. I think with 140 people, we should be good to go. I'm sure there will be a couple of people joining in later, but um, that's good enough to get started. So uh, I want to intro this just with a brief, yeah, brief description of getting back to our core values. So everyone ends up on being on the same page. Everyone is aware of where we are going to be and everyone's aware of what, ex- what, it's, what is expected of them as individuals. And Scott, would you mind um, keeping an eye on the questions in general, chat and then just pinging me in, in voice if that's anything that needs to be uh, addressed right away. Otherwise, you might want to uh, take notes and then we can answer at the end of the whole uh, VC session. For sure. Yeah, I'll just ping you. Okay, thank you. And you have to do it in voice because I'm not going to look at the chat while I'm talking. Okay, I'll find some uh, good opportunities and uh, ask you then. Okay, thank you. All right, so, I mean, you guys know VVV stands for Veni Vidi Vici. And Veni Vidi Vici means I came, I saw, I conquered. And that's the mentality and the culture which we are breeding in VVV and which we are being going to be very strict about keeping it up. We want the server to be diluted with the weakness that's currently floating around in the crypto space. So to give you an idea of how it all started and where we are today in terms of numbers, um, we had about 1,500 server members and only two-thirds of those 1,500 got whitelisted. And out of those 1,000 whitelisted people, only 45% survived and qualified for the survivor role. So we kicked about 55% of everyone on the whitelist off the whitelist. And this is... Not so dissimilar from the lesson about Neutron Jack, uh, which we had in our academy. And I think it's probably one of the most beneficial steps which we have taken for the community. But more to that uh, a little bit later. The purpose of doing this, the purpose of boiling down the community to the most committed core is because we want to conquer the space we're not here to to waste your time we're not here to waste our time we really want to have a big impact and that's only possible if you have a group of highly dedicated and highly committed people we want to build an empire and we want to build something that's going to last something that's no matter if it's a bear or bull market always performs and always aims to achieve the highest goals that's also one of the reasons why we do not accept excuses if you take a look in the court I think it has become very obvious that my opinion in the court has become obsolete because the community has become so great in coming to the right conclusions and to make the right judgments. So what you will see happening through the Season 1 NFT is that VVV is going to become the most prestigious and the most powerful VC brand in the entire blockchain space. And that is coupled with VVV becoming the most influential and most respected community as well. These two goals go hand in hand, and you can already see them being um, solidified through the kind of investments which we have, the kind of caliber of people which we had in our AMAs. And you now can also see it very transparently and very clearly in the reasoning behind the rejections in the call, for example. And the goal of the community itself, the goal of the server, 
is for VVV to make all the other servers in which you're currently maybe still active in to make them all obsolete. You want to make a boatload of money, you come to VVV. You want to grow as an individual, you come to VVV. You want to be around super successful people, you come to VVV. And then the real question for everyone is, what else is there? What else is there to do? Why would you go anywhere else other than to just waste your time? And if you know top people somewhere else, bring them into VVV, watch them become a shark, and cash in the big paycheck for bringing in super qualified and successful people. And now we have one talking point which has not been disclosed up front. It's a nice little surprise. And one of the maybe logical questions which you know naturally could arise from looking at the ultimate min sheet and looking at how many people lost their whitelist spots. What happens with the excess whitelist spots which has uh, which have just freed up? And the answer is very simple, and the the answer comes without any uh, obligations from your side. It's just a very optional offer, um, just as a gesture, because I think it's going to be healthy for the community and for the project itself. All the whitelist spots which have which now have been freed up, which have not been allocated, they are going to be reallocated amongst all the survivors, meaning. We had about, I think, with the multi-mint and so on, I think we now have like maybe 500 wireless spots, 500 dolphins, which have freed up. And those will be distributed equally amongst everyone who has, become the, who has gotten the survival role. So that should probably mean everyone gets a plus one NFT, which they can mint. But... And that's very important. No one is obligated to mint the max amount. No one is obligated to take that plus one. You can do with it whatever you want. You can mint it. You can pass on it. That's completely up to you. I'm really not interested in how many NFTs you hold. My only concern is more or less sucking you into the, vor into the vortex of BBV, getting you to be a part of the community. And having you here as an individual, having you here and being committed, whether or not you hold six dolphins or you only hold one, that's, that's not a concern to me. Now we dive into the next point, which is the promise of us to you guys. And I'm going to start with my personal commitment, my personal promise to the community. And to me, this is one of the, one of the downfalls I've seen in other projects, which is I promise to be to always remain approachable to everyone. I will always be here to listen. I'm not going to become the overlord. I know that VVV is nothing without any without every single one of you. That means I'm going I'm not going to disappear into the ivory tower to count my money and to leave you in the mud. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to go down into the mud with you. I'm going to go through everything together with everyone. And I'm always going to be here to recognize your feedback, to take everything you say seriously, and to always treat you guys with respect. That also means that I'm going to keep being tough but fair. To me, it's not possible to create something successful without being tough. I think. If we want to take a very practical example, I think not doing the purge would have been extremely hurtful to the community. Doing the purge obviously is tough, and there might be one, two, or a handful of unfair decisions within all of them. But if we look at the overall picture, I'm 100% I'm positive that it has, that it's going to be that the upside is going to be exponentially greater than the maybe five people which we have disgruntled by maybe not making the best decisions for them individually. And tough but fair to me means that I will always make the hard decisions for the benefit and growth of the community. I will not take shortcuts. 
I will make no compromises. And now I'm speaking on behalf of the team. I know these guys are extremely dedicated, so I feel very comfortable in saying these things for them. The team will continue to work like lunatics. They will continue to provide you with the best deals possible. And I know some people have asked about when, when next deal and so on. And I have to be perfectly, perfectly clear with you guys. We could already have done 10 deals in the past week alone. The projects are literally knocking on our doors, kicking down our doors in order for us to take a look at their projects. And then when we reject them, we get follow-up emails. We get contacted by their CEOs to please have another look. Please consider all the money they have already raised, allegedly raised, fast to put in money as well. I mean, doing a deal is not the difficult part. It's, especially in this market, it's doing a good deal. That's a real challenge. And that's the thing where I know the team is extremely, extremely diligent and they have super high standards. They will only bring you a deal on AMA if it's something with extremely high potential. They're not going to just do a deal for the sake of having done a deal. And that's not the point of what we're building. So please stay patient. The longer it takes, the better the deal is going to be. And we're going to have a segment at the end of the VC session where James and maybe some other team members are going to talk personally about what's currently going on in the lab, what attractive deals we're currently working on, what deals we might have rejected for whatever reasons. And I think it's going to be super insightful for you guys where the, the daily lab updates, for example, have already provided a good degree of, uh, of transparency. But I think everyone still underestimates what's really going on in the lab. And I have to pay those guys a lot of credit because the lab really is the backbone and the heart of what we're building. Without the lab, there's no VVV. And these guys are ensuring that we only really invest in the very best deals possible. So the next section, the one you probably all <laughs> like the least, is our expectations of you. And it's fairly simple. The expectations can be summarized in three short words slash sentences. Engage, execute, take on responsibility. You can't do the lessons, you can't invest, you can't KYC, you can't spend time in the server. That's a you problem. We are not interested in your holidays, kids' graduation, or the market being tough on you. Grow a pair and take on some responsibility. You are completely broke. Get into the academy to understand why that happened and to avoid it happening in the future. You can't commit. Fine. Then go to a server who accepts people who can't commit and see how that works out for that project. And if you look through the responses in the call, and if you look at the cases some people have tried to make for them, you can see, uh, you can very clearly see the, the, the differentiation between those who became survivors and those who didn't. You can see those who didn't, and those, or at least most of those and who ended up in court, they shun taking on responsibility and it becomes painfully obvious from reading their responses and I have to cringe when I, when I read some of the excuses it, it's really I can't comprehend how people could even say those things and luckily enough the community has become extremely aware of the downside of having people who cannot take on responsibility and if you look at the votes, if you look at the red crosses, you know, the community has become really tough as well. And I think that's an incredibly powerful mode around the community which we are building. I don't think that we're going to have an issue with the community becoming diluted over time and growing weak over time because the core community has such a, such a strong heart and such tenacity where no matter how the market turns, we're always going to stay on top.
and especially in the down market. And, and I've read this countless times in the, the excuses in, in the courtroom. Everyone is blaming everything on the market shifting. And you have to be aware that while everyone else is retracting, that's when you want to expand. That's the, the time where you can make the biggest moves, where you can get ahead, where you can make leaps and jump up the ranks. If you start to expand once everyone else is expanding, then you're just going to get squeezed out. You have to start before everyone else. And ideally, you do it while everyone else is afraid. So now we jump into forging the best version of you. The Academy is made for those who want to become super successful. I understand a lot of you think they already have been successful and don't need the Academy. The truth is, you are the ones who need it the most. I don't see one soul of the caliber of Steve Jobs, Steve Ballmer, Tiger Woods, or Walt Disney in here. And that includes myself. So let's get to work. And by the way, the Academy is for you. Those to have someone else submit the homework for them will be found and banned. And yesterday we found the first guy probably being active with two different Discord accounts, having referred himself, who pretty much was illiterate in general chat and then turned into an academic when submitting homework. I mean, I wasn't born yesterday, guys. In order to, to trick me to get extra spots or to get your secondary account into the survivors, that's going to be tough. And it was a nice reminder um, that, unfortunately, there's still a couple of crooks which might have slipped through the perch. So we are going to go through all of the active students. We are going to go all uh, through everyone who has become a survivor by submitting homework. And we're going to remove probably another five or ten people where we have doubts that they did the homework themselves or that they did the homework with the right intentions. And it should become very clear when the homework has been submitted, the mentors have provided feedback, and then there was no reaction to the feedback, for example. Scroll out anything, any questions, uh, which you should cover up until now. Yeah, there's um, one quick one by, by Tony Sosa. I'll just quickly read this one out. Uh, I heard there was someone else about to speak, so after this, then you can jump in. Uh, one question is quickly, is there still a chance to become a shark before July 1st? Uh, I doubt it. So unless you are someone who has already provided a lot of value to the community, like uh, Kirby gives tips, for example, um, there's a very low probability for you to become a shark before July 1st. And this is a good opportunity for the individual who wanted to speak to quickly speak up and ask the, uh, the question. Yeah, hi. Uh, it's Hulk here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, someone was just asking uh, about... Uh, the floor price aren't you worried now that we get an extra dolphin that the floor the floor price will drop significantly no i'm not because the right people get the extra nft think of it this way we, we had uh i think in total we had like so excluding the whales and sharks we had i think 1100 dolphin nfts which were meant to go into circulation on July 1st. And about 550 of those dolphins would have ended up in the wrong hands, so to speak. I went through all of the, all of the people on the Ultimate Mint Sheet. I went through one by one. I checked them all by hand. And I've seen, and I, I've said this in our Shark channel before, I've seen a couple of people who I know hate my guts and i've seen them go through all the hurdles complete pre-mint and do everything to stay in the server and to keep to hold on to their role and you know i wouldn't have an issue with them minting but they got removed from the ultimate mint sheet for inactivity because they never wrote a single word into the uh, in the server and the second they got purged from the list they left the server so, you know, it, it's very, very obvious that if these guys had received an NFT, those guys would have sold on day one, no doubt about it. And it, to me, it's a shame that people are that desperate for liquidity that they would follow someone they hate 
into a new server, go through all the, the hassle to end up on the ultimate mint sheet, but then get removed because they never were able to speak up because they would have exposed them being here. So, you know, giving those dolphins from those people to the ones who have supported everyone, uh, excuse me, to those who have supported VVV since the start, I, I don't see it hurting the project. And, you know, let's assume it would cut the floor price in half. You know, it doesn't matter because, because now you have two dolphins. You know, it's uh, the, the economy of inflation and deflation works, you know, works always in balance. If I distribute only half of the NFTs and the floor price is double, if I distribute double the NFTs and the floor price is half, you're going to receive the exact same value as a holder. So it's not going to make a difference. But I do feel that it's beneficial for the community and for the project to have more than less NFTs in circulation because we have to keep in mind that after phase one, there's probably never going to be an NFT hitting the secondary market because everyone coming in in phase two, three or four, they will have to stake, i.e. lock up the NFT for 12 months. So the supply will, all, will already be very low. I don't see the most dedicated people holding two NFTs having any detrimental effect on, on the project. I rather expect everyone, and obviously, you know, I, I'm not telling you to do this, but I expect most people to stake their NFTs and whether or not they got one or two, it's not going to make a difference. They are probably going to be happy to stake two to get a bigger allocation in the deals and just roll with that. And if someone wants to, you know, if someone wants to sell the NFT to get a little bit of liquidity and keep the other one and stake it, that's cool with me as well. I think just generally speaking, it's healthier for the community. Okay, thanks. Yeah, no problem. This is hey, uh, this is Inferno, and and I would just add to that too. It's it's a good thing if we do have some movement. If people don't see the value in what we're doing in Snickerdoodle, for example, in the upcoming investments, you know, floor price and NFT hold is not relevant. It's about value. Floor price is reflective to to the value. So if they see if the people that see what we're doing and get it, they're not going to want to sell. If they want to sell, regardless of whatever the reason is, let them sell. Move it to a strong hand that sees the value. And want to be this in the long term. In, in other words, it's like it's an inevitability, right? So we need to let that happen, clean out the weak hands, and and build. Yeah, that's right. And I think you know, if we if we talk about percentages and estimations, out of the 550 people which we removed from the ultimate min sheet, I think it's pretty safe to say that probably like 100, 200 would have sold on day one to cash out. Because they, they literally had zero interest in what was being built. They, they simply wanted the liquidity. And now we have distributed those 550 NFTs to the existing survivors. And you know, I would probably say that, I mean, it's very hard to estimate, but I, I wouldn't expect, expect like 50 people to sell the NFT. I mean, I, I honestly expect rather low volume after our launch simply because there's not going to be a lot of people selling, in my opinion. And uh, one quick question from uh, Tokyo Joe, which is, how do we manage the quality of those who buy, this, the, buy the NFT on secondary, or does it not really matter? Well, if they buy, if they buy the NFT on the secondary, and, okay, let me start a sentence different, <clears throat> differently. So the, the server structure and permissions are obviously going to change after the mint. After the mint, the entire server is going into lockdown, the only thing that's going to remain public is the general chat. Everything else is going to be locked down and only be accessible to holders. Now, if someone, if we have a Bozo buying, in, uh, buying the NFT on secondary, coming into the server and not being of value, we are just going to ban them. The, the quality is not going to change. The um, tolerance for unqualified people is not going to change. We're going to remain strict and tough. All right. If these are all questions, we're going to jump into an in-depth explanation of phase two. And I think that's going to make a lot of things more clear as well. I think the, you know, the quality really is not an issue anymore. 
we have such a strong core community, there's no way that whoever buys in, on secondary is going to have any impact on the quality of the community. It's just not possible. I don't see a lot of people selling, which means I don't see a lot of new people coming in. And those new people who come in, they probably have to pay a pretty hefty floor price to even become a part of the community. So, you know, if someone is willing to do that, I mean, fine, they're probably going to be um, committed enough um, to, be, uh, to become a valuable part of the community. All right. So let's give you a couple of uh, dates and outlines for phase two. Phase two will commence on August 1st. People can get, white people can get whitelisted for phase two starting today. Phase one survivors cannot get into phase two. Everyone can still qualify for being a shark, but its mint price will be higher. And when I say everyone, that means the people who are not qualified to partake in phase two, i.e. all the survivors of phase one, they still can qualify for the shark. That's the only exception to this. The sharks are going to stay open either through achievements or through people buying in on secondary. And that being said, I don't expect a lot of sharks to be in circulation. Right now we have, I think, 55 sharks. You know, there, there might be maybe five selling or so, but I think those are going to get scooped up uh, pretty quickly. So, you know, I'm, I'm rather hoping for not seeing any of those on secondary and then still holding on, on to um, the sharks only being available through earning them. And the same thing, or maybe let me give you the, the, the limits here as well. So um, currently we have uh, around 55 sharks. In total, we are going to have 200 sharks. So we have about like 140, 145 left. And those will get distributed over time. I, I'm, I'm in no rush. There's no pressure for me to give them away through the individual phases. We pretty much just keep them in the treasury. And whenever someone gives us enough reasons to distribute one to them, then that's going to happen. And the same is true for the whale NFTs, except that for the whales, we only have 29 left. And I will have to wait and see what happens with them on secondary. And depending on what happens there, um, I'm going to come up with something uh, where whales have to qualify in a specific manner to then be able to buy them. But I can tell you already that the price to buy those is going to be super high. So, I mean, it's going to be in excess. Assuming there's none being listed, the, the price to buy them is going to be in excess of $10,000, simply because I think the uh, $10,000 to me is still cheap for something uh, that gives you such a big allocation in such prestigious and established projects. So I want to recap uh, the phase one, just so, just so everyone has a better understanding on what we're actually doing with the different phases. So <clears throat> the main point of the different phases is to protect the original minters while making the additional phases just as attractive. And how do you do that? You simply look at the successful token launches of other projects, and then you see that they never distributed all the tokens in one single round. So why would you do it with an NFT? They process the different rounds in, in the different, <clears throat> let, me, let, me <laughs> let me start the sentence differently. So you guys already know the different investment rounds from token launches, right? You know, there's a seed round, there's a strategic round and so on. So we can pretty much equal phase one to a seed round, and we can equal phase two to a strategic round, we can equal phase three to a private round, and eventually phase four to an IDO. The big difference is that for one, the NFT is tradable right after phase one, which usually is not the case with those um, token investments. If you invest into the seed round, you're going to be locked up most of the times for two years or so. Here we do it differently. The phase one is going to be the only guys who receive the NFTs 
in an unlocked state, uh, state, meaning they are going to be the only ones who can actually trade the NFT. Then the second difference is that the NFT is a ticket for access to a community. It's not something that you can expect to yield a return. If you pay for the NFT, you have to expect its value to hit zero the next day. The only reason why you should buy it is the access to VVV. So again, do not buy the NFT with an expectation of making a profit. I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to hype the floor price to the moon. You buy the NFT because you want to be, uh, be a part of the community. You buy the NFT because you want to have the access to the investments, which is secure for the community. Now, again, going through some numbers very briefly, there are 5,000 NFTs in total. They will all get minted to the VVB wallet in phase one. There's going to be an airdrop of roughly 1,250 NFTs. And 3,750 NFTs are going to get locked up in the vault. Then we're going to see a bunch of the initial batch of minted NFTs going to get staked for access to the next deal. And we're going to see more NFTs of that initial batch to be staked over time because there will be a couple of people selling, there will be a, a couple of people buying in, and those people eventually very likely are going to want to partake in our investments as well. That means that over time you will see less and less NFTs in circulation, and potentially that's going to have... Uh, beneficial effect on the floor price. It might turn out to be the exact opposite, so please don't take me by my word. Don't put your entire liquidity in our NFTs. It's not something that's going to make you any money. The true value of what we are minting here is going to come from the, from the community, from the academy, and from having access to projects like Snickle Doodle. The reason why the floor price is somewhat important to me is very simple. For one, it's a reflection of the value that has been generated for the community, which means the higher the floor price, the better you have, you have been in generating value for the holders. The second point being the higher the floor price, the higher the prestige for what you're building and the more respect you're going to have in the space you're in. And again, don't speculate on this to actually work. Everything which I say is just made up on a whim. Expect to lose all your money if you buy this NFT. So let's go quickly into the staking mechanisms and the mechanism behind uh, minting phase two. So in phase one, we have the, the floor price being established. In phase two, the people who have um, survived the phase two purchase and who have remained on the ultimate mint sheet for phase two um, by August one, they will have the opportunity to mint in phase two at 20% of whatever the floor price is. The big caveat here and the big protective mechanism for the phase one minters is that everyone who gets in on phase two, they have to deposit 100% of the floor price into the VVV vault. Then they get the NFT. Then they have to stake the NFT for 12 months. And only then they get an 80% refund. So there's no way that someone comes in phase two and can dump on phase one holders, so to speak. That's something which is not going to be possible. Phase one holders will always remain the most protected. And even if a phase one holder decides to stake for 12 months, they still will be able to sell before anyone coming in in phase two. So what's the big plus for the people who are coming in in phase two? Big upside is you can get past 
having to buy the NFT on the secondary market for potentially a very high floor price. You can get in at an 80% discount. Then again, existing members cannot be dumped on. Then you have the risk reduction for new and older holders, meaning the new holders buy in at an 80% discount. So even if over time the floor caves in and crosses down 80%, you're still not losing money. And if you have the slightest belief of VVV succeeding, you can now get your ticket with extremely low likelihood of it turning bad. And again, big upside, none of the new NFTs that, that are getting minted get into circulation. So that's not going to be a dilution of the value of the phase one NFTs. And that, that's something which you can um, pretty much observe in any of the other projects out there. You have a, a season one mint, which gets to a certain floor price. Then you have a season two mint and the entire value of the season one holders gets diluted and the floor caves in. That's just not, not something which makes sense. You have to do it in one collection and you have to have a mechanism in place where people coming in late cannot sell to the detriment of the season one holders. And the big upset of the phase two for VVV as a whole is currently in order for you to qualify for the survival role, your, your single motivator is belief in what you're building. There's no tangible value to VVV yet. Everyone who has fought for their survival role only did so because they believe in something to be worth, to be worth something after the mint, right? That, that, there's no tangible value yet to, to what you guys are getting. But after phase one, there's going to be a price tag to becoming a member in VVV. And everyone fighting for their place in phase two will be aware of the price tag. And everyone will be aware what that 80% discount, mean, discount means in dollar value. So there's going to be, to be a much more obvious financial motivator for everyone to get in on phase two, which admittedly might not be the best motivator for everyone um, coming in, but it allows us to put more people at the top of the funnel for us to make sure that we have sufficient people to go through and to put through the different hurdles of qualifying um, for the survival role. Again, we had 1,500 people in the server, 1,000 got whitelisted, 500 survived. So like one third of everyone which we looked at only qualified to become a holder. So we're going to have to go through the same process again and we are probably going to be more strict this time and it's probably going to be harder to get in. So if you get another 1,500 people in, we're going to probably only have like 250 people ending up with a spot to actually partake in phase two. And I think this is the very best way for us to ensure that we only get super high quality people into our server and that any new addition to the server is not dragging down the quality, but the other way around, everyone getting in has a commitment to mint an NFT, which they will only receive after one year. Okay, Tony, that's, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of questions around this topic. Well, <clears throat> for what I've been seeing, um, not necessarily, no. I think the main discussion is around, of course, the phase two, and there's still some people are trying to get a, their head around the 80% uh, discount and so on, uh, and the mechanism behind that. So some people are still uh, trying to understand that whole idea. Maybe let's add an, uh, a practical example to this. <clears throat> so let's, let's just assume I am a guy who has qualified to mint in phase two. And now all of this is completely hy hypothetically. So do not take me by my word when I talk about numbers. <clears throat> the floor price might look very differently. I'm not promising you that the floor price is going to be exactly what I'm going to outline now. This is purely for the sake of making, making an example. So let's assume the floor price is 5 ETH. And now I'm on the whitelist and I survived for phase two. So that means I want 
the NFT, which now in secondary market is worth five ETH. In order to get the NFT at the discount, I now have to pay five ETH to the VVV wallet. Now in return, I get my new NFT. Now I have the NFT and I stake the NFT on the VVV website and I stake it for 12 months. And now after I have staked the NFT, I get a refund by the VVV wallet of four ETH. So effectively, I paid one ETH to get an NFT, which is locked up for one year. And after one year, I'm going to get the NFT and I'm going to be able to either stake it again or I'm going to be able to sell the NFT if I want to. So now the question for the phase two minter becomes, do I believe that, you know, depending on the motivation, obviously, right? But do I believe that the NFT, which I'm getting at an 80% discount in a bear market is going to be worth than the 20% that I paid for it in one year's time? Like if the market is at the complete low right now, do I really think that the NFT could be worth even less in a year? Or do I think that it's probably a rather safe bet that I at least hold the, or that it at least holds the value that, that it currently has? Or, you know, in the worst case, it's enough for it to hold like one uh, fifth of the value that it has because it didn't pay the full price, right? And then I also have to be aware that everyone else out of phase one, they can sell before me. So what do I think the likelihood is of everyone coming in, in phase one and everyone staking in phase one to stake again after one year or to sell after one year? And I think this is a super interesting dynamic because now the guy coming in in phase two has to have a very strong conviction in the core members actually being dedicated to the project itself. And then the guy wanting to partake in phase two has to show that exact dedication himself. Otherwise, he's not going to be qualified to mint. So the financial aspect, I think, is going to get pushed into the background. And I think the, 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 the only question that's going to remain is, do I want the NFT for its utility? And the benefit of getting in at an 80% discount is just going to be the cherry on top. I think the, the access to VVV is going to get so attractive that with the mechanic in place, we're just going to make it even, even better. And we're going to have a mechanism in place where people actually take the project seriously because there's an actual dollar value to it. It's very difficult right now to um, position VVV as well as I would like it to be positioned because it's very intangible. It's just a server, it's just a community. There's nothing which actually gives it, gives it a value. But that's going to change on July 1st. And I think the phase two mint is going to be in uh, a, a super success. Similarly, uh, to, you know, similarly successful as the phase one mint, but it's going to have a, another boost for the quality and caliber of people which we have in the community. One quick question uh, from Damage is why not make this a 12-month subscription and ditch the NFTs like other funds do it? No flippers, no floor to worry about. Because subscription sucks out the money of the community and leaves you with nothing in return. Buying a, a ticket, buying an NFT ticket means you pay X amount to get the ticket, but the ticket is not going to lose its value. So while you pay me to get the NFT, the value of the NFT, NFT very likely still upholds itself to a certain degree and doesn't leave you with zero value after one year. You know, ideally, Plus, no, not financial advice, X, Y, Z. Just kind of wrapping that there. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But, but, you know, the floor is not something I worry about. The floor is something which we are going to use as a tool to take over the space. I'm looking to establish such a strong floor that it flips a plethora of other communities. And it's, it's, to me, the floor price is just a statement. It's just a statement to 
show everyone that we are serious, that the community is serious, and that VVV is something of a very high value. If you only have a subscri subscription model, you know, nothing of the value actually becomes obvious. That, and, and then, you know, you pretty much condemn the community to sucking money out of their pockets every year. You know, I would much rather have the community being empowered and giving them something that actually, you know, obviously I can't finish the sentence because of legal reasons, but um, I much rather reward them with, some, with, some, uh, with something than condemn them to continuously pay for something. All right. Are we good to go for the next talking point? Yep. Uh, just bear in mind, I'm going to probably have to disappear in the next five minutes. So if there's any talking points around me specifically, I'm more than happy to chat about that now. XO Inferno here. I'm in the same boat. All right. Um, then, Scott, maybe you go first. And, you know, if you want to talk about the articles, for example, then I think now is a good time. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so as some of you may know already, uh, I have had a fantastic talk with a plethora of individuals who are very keen on helping us uh, start a VVV uh, medium page and produce uh, semi-weekly articles, you know, once every two to three days and be able to produce uh, thought-provoking and insightful content uh, for everyone to read and also for institutions to also have a better idea on our thought process and our you know, overall engagement within the space. Uh, at the moment, I've got a team of uh, three other editors, uh, including Blue Returns, Crypto Girl 2, uh, Exo, and myself. And then I've got a team of around nine writers. Um, of course, the more writers, the better. Uh, we are paying per article, um, and if you're more interested, uh, sorry, and if you're interested to learn more about uh, the position, what that would entail, you know, the the workload X Y Z, at me uh, now in the general chat, and I'll be more than happy to add you into the dedicated uh, writers channel where all the information's there. Uh, uh, Crypto Girl has also been very kind to do a nice TLDR on there also. So we had a very nice, I think, nearly two-hour chat to go through the whole idea and other plethora of, of stuff relating to VVV. So if anyone is interested, again, to, to writing articles for us or any other written content, um, you know, for instance, blog posts, which we are hoping to implement soon, uh, send me a at now and I will make my way through and start adding individuals who may be of interest. And Tony, <clears throat> let's also touch on the Telegram channel. I think you are the best to announce this, and then I will drop the link in here. Absolutely. Um, I would like to thank um, Strider for this, if I remember correctly. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, so he definitely made a fantastic reminder for us because this is something we've been wanting to do for a few days now. Uh, as you may have noticed, um, probably half a week ago, uh, Discord was down for a period of time. And this, of course, is dangerous uh, if Discord were to go down for longer than, uh, you know, ideal. Um, so what we've done is we've created, and Sean is going to drop the link in a moment, a uh, backup uh, Telegram channel, so on a completely different service, uh, to be able to have an open line of communication just in case Discord were to go down for a longer period of time. So we highly recommend everyone to at least join there and just sit in that channel. Uh, for now, the channel is not going to have any content in it, and it's only going to be activated once there's a systemic issue around Discord. Of course, we don't anticipate this to happen, but like with anything, we'd like an insurance policy. Uh, we're also going to get other stuff in place, including a mailing list soon. So we're going to have uh, many avenues to make sure that we can remain in contact with all of the uh, community slash investors that we have. And we feel that, you know, being proactive, especially after uh, the last, you know, one or two hour blackout for Discord for half of or for most of Europe, uh, we think that this is kind of a good route to make sure that lines are always open uh, to be able to communicate back and forth. Yeah, and I will, sh I will share the link right away. I'm just making sure that everyone who's interested in writing for VVV can join the thread. Um, 
One moment, please pause again in advance if you want to write from VB. Yeah, what I'm doing is taking quick screenshots before I leave. Um, and anyone else that I've missed, as long as you've tagged me, I'll be able to catch up. Uh, at the moment, okay. there seems to be an extra 17 or so people of interest to it. So that'll create a very strong team and allow us to also create uh, dedicated articles and so on and so forth. Oh, yep. and, and it was seems... not Strider. Let me quickly see who it was. Uh, could have been Squabber. Could have been Squabber. Forgive me if I if you're listening in. I'm so sorry. Please ping me and irritate me around it. Uh, I completely forgot who it may have been who reminded me to do the the Telegram. <laughs> All right, and now I'm going to drop the Telegram link. I'm also going to pin it and I'm going to add it to the official links. Um. The Telegram channel is not going to become active unless we need it. So unless Discord is down, you will not see anything being posted in the Telegram channel. Please just still make sure that you join it for the sake of it potentially, you know, Discord potentially being down for a prolonged period of time and us not being able to reach you. And um, yeah, it's just a, a backup, uh, backup mechanic just in case something goes wrong and I don't want to rely solely on one platform. And thanks again for Tony to push me to create the channel. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to bow out. Uh, for those of you who expressed interest, I'll be catching up with you in, over the next 24 hours and I will be systematically uh, adding you to that uh, chat. Okay. All right, amazing. Yes, Tony, thank you. Absolutely. I'll see you all soon. Thanks for the time. Yeah, talk soon. Thank you, Tony. All right, Inferno, are you still there? I'm here. All right. Anything you, you want to share with us? Uh, any updates from your side? Um, yeah, just a couple of things. Um, uh, I just say one thing I say to be uh, be short today is um, I know you'll address the deal pipeline later. Uh, we're working on several interesting things. We've said no to a lot of things and just want to reiterate to us that quality is very important. We'd rather say no 10,000 times in a row than just show you activity to show you activity. You know what? There's a lot of stuff that looks interesting. And when you peel the layers back, it's really not that good. And we only want the best and we want to be patient. So um, I'm supporting the research team. They're doing a phenomenal job. Um, you guys all here on this uh, this call and everybody listening to the recording, um, your contribution to the community, you know, be proactive. And one of those things is when you, you hear of things, don't be afraid to bring deals forward. We want to have the best deal pipeline in the world. Um, so we're working hard on that. Um, the board of directors, many other exciting things. Uh, and we're looking forward to coming out with more in the near future. That's all I have for you. Thank you. Thank you, Inferno. And for additional context here, you, you don't see and hear a lot of Inferno because he is super busy in executing and this is very true for a lot of people working in vvb you will not see us talking as much as we are doing 